What a way to wake up this morning. Uh, everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Uh, yeah, again, a terrible way to wake up this morning. The news that American actor James Gandolfini, uh, perhaps best known as Tony Soprano, uh, died at age 51. Uh, that was kind of stunning, Dave. Um, normally we do a great, hey, welcome to Webcology, but... What a character to uh, what a character to a past. Um, James Gandolfini, the first of the great modern TV characters, Tony Soprano, um, epitomizing a type of character that would pave the role for today's episodic dramas. Um, and I would actually suggest almost pave the way for the new means of distributing television like uh, like through Netflix or, or Amazon's trying? You know, I, 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 I mean, I was bought the discs. Um, every time a, a celebrity passed, be the Michael Jackson or, or James, and I, I know you'll, you'll agree with me on this one, um, I, I have a really, really hard time um, the world sort of erupts in this, what a shame and what a great, and remember him and, and, and this and that. Um, and I mean, I, I just, I have a hard time feeling as passionate um, as, as sort of the, the world around me um, sort of seems to feel. And I go, you know, in that same time I slept, I woke up, um, he had passed away. Um, could do that kind of shocking. And in the same six hours, you know, 10,000 kids died of starvation, right? Like, that's true. It, of all the problems that I'm that I'm going to list, I can go. That's eh, kind of a shame they won't make any more Sopranos. I feel for his family, of course, just so like I'd feel for the families of those you know ten thousand kids. But I, I I don't know why, but I I have a really hard time because I don't know the man personally. Going, oh, it's a shame. It's like I don't know. There's there's many great actors, and uh, maybe it sounds a bit a bit callous, but uh, yeah, I, I just because of what goes on in the world around me, I have a real hard time. Um, you know, taking taking it as maybe as you know, I, I haven't even mentioned it on Facebook, right? Like it, to me, it's it's kind of a I don't know, it, it's not a as big a bigger deal to me in, in a weird way is that you know the likes of Keith Richards are still ticking, and it's like, well, scientists <laughs> that man, right? <laughs> like, whatever is going you know, on Keith in that Richards, guy's body, that's what we need to study. Keith Richards still being alive does prove <laughs> the value of science, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but I would suggest that you know it's 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 not Tony Soprano or um, uh, other characters he played, um, such as High School Lunch Lady. Um, <laughs> true, but you know what? He also played in On the Waterfront. He was uh, played mm -hmm. an uh, incredible, incredible role, a character named Virgil in True Romance. Um, he's uh, he won several Emmys, and again, he defined a character that occurred at a moment in time, at the be at the beginning of the digital age, and the show he he, he you know the, the the show he starred in uh, the Sopranos was the first of what I would suggest is the modern era of TV. And again, that modern era was made in such a way that it could be distributed digitally. Um, with, uh, you know, 
The Sopranos was one of the first modern evening soap operas that everybody got into. It was a cultural phenomena, and I again suggest his passing. Like like you said, yeah, it's uh, ten thousand African children will die in the next couple of hours, and that's a far greater tragedy than the, than the loss of any individual actor. But he does mark an epoch in time. It's. I mean, you, you bring up a valid point, and I mean, we. Okay, I mean, maybe this will show a, a sort of callousing, but we we are marketers, right? I mean, and you you and I are we're marketers, and 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 this is a marketing show. So, I mean, to me, and and I hope this doesn't come across as, as sounding horrible, but um, to me now, I don't have any clients that this this would apply to. But um, if I had clients that sold, um, you know, movies, DVDs, um, you know, uh, memorabilia. Um, things like that. Um, these are, are the moments in time that you wait for to take advantage of. Um, kind of. You know, and and, kind of. and any of them. People are writing all over Amazon today for a promotion they did, um, noting the, the death of Gandolfini with a big uh, first season of the Sopranos DVD set offer. See, now, now I'm thinking a little more subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, perhaps um, having Sopranos advertise, you know, really pushing it through on Facebook because you know people liking his pages and shows are going to skyrocket. So, you know what? Just blast through advertisements, um, you know, paid advertisements for everybody who likes James Gandolfini and, um, you know, Sopranos and, and all the other great things that he's done. Um, you know, taking advantage of those bidding on, you know, yes, I wouldn't be so bold as to go, hey, he's dead, buy our stuff. Right. I mean, that's that's just in 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 poor taste. Um, but, you know, if I had a client in this sector, yeah, first thing. Well, interestingly, I knew about this last night right before I was going to bed. I probably would have stayed up a couple hours later going, OK, and here's the thing that we need. Let's get this in place so that as people are waking up, you know, as Jim on the on the East Coast is waking up. I want the first thing he sees when he logs into Facebook, when he sees James Gandolfini news or or on Twitter, um, that my ad is right beside it offering, um, you know, the movies or, you know, whatnot. Um, So, I mean, you know, I I think as, as, you know, much as we may not like moments like this, I think these are good reminders for us. You know, I know we have um, a client who does survival stuff. Yep, when there's an earthquake, do we take advantage of it? Uh, Of course we do. Right? That's our job is, is to take advantage. And, and similarly, I think all of these things, um, you know, have to be done very specifically, though. And, and you and I remember, um, you know, when Duracell was taking advantage of some disasters. But how did they take advantage of the disasters? They put big generators with big ass Duracell logos on them and let people power up their phones and mobile devices for free. There right. you go. Although I, I will suggest many of our clients don't have that kind of clout. Um, no, they don't. But coming in and going, you know, I'll just create a paid ad campaign for a couple of days and, and sell more of my stuff to people I know are looking up James Gandolfini, right? Just these little twists. I would, uh, I would caution, though. I would caution. Timing is everything. If you go in too soon, then you're exploiting the death. If you go in too late, you've allowed others to. You've lost everything. Yeah, well, exactly. And I, I, to me, and, and you know what, this is the same as every marketing message, right, that you and I, and while Duracell's putting their stuff on the ground, I think it was American Apparel. Um, it had a, a very, very bad ad campaign around the around the same thing. But, 
um, you know, if you're not saying, hey, you know, there's a death, you know, remember them by buying our stuff. No, you don't go that angle. But if it's simply a, an ad that just coincidentally is well-timed, who's going to know whether you had that ad there yesterday? But you have to be, as with everything in marketing, very, very, very careful in how you how you word things. The fact is, these DVDs are going to be bought. They might as well be from you, right? Or this and T-shirt is going to be bought. And, you know, this, this, is, this is half smart-ass and half for real. Um, yeah. If you God forbid we go that direction. If you put it up on social media, no matter what you do, no matter how careful you are, no matter how precise your timing and how excellent your messaging, someone's going to get pissed at you. <laughs> it's just going to happen. Of course. <laughs> oh, of course. And, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic show. I've got a Sopranos poster up on my wall with a great picture of James Gandolfini. Right? Like, love his character. Love everything about it. But, yeah, we're, you're a marketer. It's your job to give your clients these kind of advice. And, and the advice in, in times like this is monitor for this news and, and you know, monetize it, but be very careful because you don't want to be a, a jackass. Well, you know what? Speaking of marketers, jackasses and something that they can monetize. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Thank you. Uh, Facebook had an announcement today. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not calling Facebook jackasses, nor am I calling monitor jackasses or marketers jackasses. Although, you know, Facebook has acted like a jackass sometimes, but I'm a marketer and I'm a jackass. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Facebook had an announcement today. Everyone was in, in, out there in internet land before the Facebook announcement. Everyone was like, so is it going to be a phone? Are they announcing a phone? It's going to be a phone? <laughs> it's not a phone. Remember, Facebook purchased Instagram a couple of months ago. Yeah. And now, and uh, anyone who's uh, a member of the Charlie Chaplin fan club, take note. Facebook is allowing video into Instagram. So they're making a uh, Instagram or uh, making a, a in video or uh, Instagram editing and filtering available for videos. So what do, you, what do you think? Do you think they weren't getting quite enough um, duck lips or hipster videos being uploaded? Do you think that's it and they're trying to, to bridge that gap? No, um, they're, just trying to, they're just trying to make them look interesting. Put them in subpoena. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm say I, I like the idea. I, I can sort of mock it, and I, I did there for a second, but I, I like the idea. Um, I can see a lot of neat little applications Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more filters being added. I mean, you know how Facebook's going to work this, right? And at some point, you'll be able to customize your filters or share, you know, or, or whatnot. Um, you know, I, I I like the idea. I think it's a good idea. Um, you know, they'll they'll want to keep it simple, and and you know, so they will. But you know, allowing those those little touches to to some of your videos. I don't know. I I can think of videos that I'd have done um, that I would like that. And I think more what they'll be wanting to get at is. I can think of videos I would create having that, you know, on, on my trip to Europe or whatnot. I can think of I would make a different video, and I might make two and upload them. Here's the normal one of me at, you know, whatever, the Eiffel Tower, and here's the one I made because I know I can put these neat filters on it. Um, so I, I like what they're doing. I think they're going to get a, a much stronger uptick in video. Um, the question becomes, is it going to be like the example I just used where it's the same basic premise twice and now I'm just annoying my friends? <laughs> so. Well, I'm pretty sure that, annoy- that annoying one's friends is definitely going to be part of this. Um, <laughs> most certainly. Now, uh, Facebook, this one's for free. If, if you want the good stuff, give me a call. But this one's for free. I know you want to keep it simple. 
but allow users to double or triple the speed of the video as as of the video back. Trust me, that's a winner. <laughs> Especially if you allow it in subpoena tones. Total winner. Now call me if you want the real good ideas. <laughs> okay, now I said well played earlier. Now I insert that statement. <laughs> okay. And on that, you know what? It's uh we got about five minutes. We got about five minutes before we uh jump to jump to break, so um you know what? I want to bitch about something. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah, God forbid we do that on yeah. our show. Shoot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now I, I, I don't want to be a jerk. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. Um, you know who you are because you, you you saw me do it. Um, I had to tweet it copy today, Dave. Like, I don't have enough headaches in my world and I had to tweet it today. You know what tweeting is? I, I have a feeling I'm about to find out. I'll I can imagine what I'm going to find out. <laughs> I'll tell you what twitting is. Twitting something that pisses me off. That's what it is. Okay, here's what twitting is. Jesus, I love days like today. Okay, here's what Twitter is. Um, it's when you have to edit a message in Twitter so that um, it fits into 140 characters or actually a few less so that people can retweet it. If we don't make things really easy for people in the social media environment, they're not going to do or complete the actions we would like them to do. And you know who you are. I'm speaking to you right now. Yeah, but I'm not naming any names. I had to you. tweet your copy today, and that's not cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's ranges we work within. Don't make people tweet. And also, social media market is out there. If you're putting up a post and somebody has, it wants to retweet it, they would like to credit you. And you want them to credit you for, for, for putting this tweet out originally. It expands the footprint of the tweet thus expanding the lifespan of the tweet. But if you make me shorten the message so I can get in the Twitter handles of the people who did the original tweet or who retweeted it, then you're making me tweet at you. And the chances of me retweeting your message diminish significantly. So now, not naming any names, but I'm talking to you again. Um... Do you really want to take those kind of chances with client tweets? I mean, seriously, don't make me tweet at you. Don't make me tweet at you. Okay, that's it. Done. I'm just, <laughs> do, do you guys do much work in, in Twitter, Dave? Uh, yeah, and, and more and more as, as we go along. Um, not uh, so much as we do in uh, Facebook and Google+, Plus, but... Yeah, there's there's Twitter in in the mix, um, and yeah, but, I mean you you bring up a really valid point for you know both as as a rant against one of your employees, no, um, no, you know, and, and 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 as a as a point just for uh, for all of our listeners is if it is something that you are putting out, and you know we've all done tweets that we don't really care if they get retweeted. It's more just you know me babbling about whatever. Where I'm not concerned about my character count as much. It's not like this is a big marketing. Message I need to push out, but if you are pushing out a marketing message and what you're doing is you know pushing out a resource and you're hoping for it to get retweeted, um, I think you bring up a really important point that is annoying to me as well. Is if I'm going to want to share that, you have to be aware that I'm about to add characters to that, and if you want your characters to stay in, you have to allow for that gap and you know at, allow for at least your name with the RT in front of it. 
Um, and perhaps if it's going further, even more and, and minimizing you down from, from, you know, triple digit characters down to, you know, sometimes 80 or 90 characters, depending on how much um, you're hoping tra- attraction you're hoping to get out of it. Now, I, I, I realize that it's sometimes difficult to phrase the message and get the message just right in such a limited space. But um, <laughs> that's why they pay us. Um, you know, <laughs> um, it's really important to remember that. <laughs> All you marketers out there, it's really important to remember that. You get paid for this stuff, remember? So, um, <laughs> If it was easy, you wouldn't. I got to I spoke at uh we we have 2 minutes before we go to a break. Um I spoke at SES Toronto last week. Yeah, how did that go? That was great. Oh, it was excellent. Um I'll tell you more about the presentation after the break cuz there's no way I can do it in 2 minutes. But I got to say like I did the same panel last year, okay? And I just keep find, whenever I whenever I write it was the conversion optimization panel. And whenever I write for this panel, I keep coming back to the same theme. Your clients are paying you for this. So you gotta take notice, and you gotta throw everything. You, know, you gotta do your very best work. I know it's just right. a throwaway landing page, but come on, you know there's no. Uh, that's entirely crazy. true. Um, yeah, it may just be something you're using for a week, but it is still something they are paying for. One hundred percent right, um, and we do and, need to remember that with every task, with every hour, um, they have yeah, paid for that hour. Are they getting their money's worth out of it? that I feel drawn back to that same theme. And I think this is directed at, at Canadian marketers and probably, uh, you know, advertising agencies themselves um, or Canadian designers because you're the folks who keep me coming back to this theme over and over and over again. Come on, guys. Guys and girls, folks. Like, um, there's a modern world out there. We really have to keep up the pace. Okay. It's 20 after the hour. It's a good time to take a break. We have two large uh, subjects coming up and you know, probably a couple small ones too. Uh, end to chaos in SEO. And will Google Plus actually overtake Facebook and social sharing in the next couple of years? Before we can talk about that, we have to take a break here on Webcology. So on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Listen to Webcology at webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? (laughs) You're not alone. 
These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. <laughs> In clear, the agency brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. In clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Welcome to PPC Rockstar. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. PPC Rockstar. On demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 20th of June, 2013. Hours till the uh, summer solstice, so happy solstice, Dave. Um, it's an important day to me. Um couple things. Where, where, where do you want to go? Um, there's the debate about the end of chaos and SEO or Google Plus. One, we're going to do one this half, this segment, the other next. So where do you want to be? Um, let's end it on a, on uh, whether the the chaos is ending because it's always good to end on a on a fun note, which will you and I disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to agree with me by the end of it. We both know it. Um, <laughs> you always do. Okay, okay. Google Plus. So in uh, search engine land today, a uh, a good piece by Greg Finn, where he's you know looking into the future, looking at the growth rates of Facebook and of Google Plus. And suggesting that by uh, this time in you know, two, three years from now, starting about, uh, say, November 2015, Google mm-hmm. Plus will overtake and far surpass Facebook as the primary means of social sharing online. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, Greg Finn is predicting that there will be a greater than one billion nine hundred and sixty. I'm sorry, one billion and ninety-six million incidents of social sharing in by February of 2016 on Facebook, as opposed to 849 million. I'm sorry, on Google Plus, as opposed to 849 million on uh, on Facebook. Um. Oh no, we're we're at higher numbers than that. Sorry, we are. We're, you know what? We're, we're I'm losing. Sorry. These yeah. are into the trillions. <laughs> There'll be one trillion, um, ninety-six billion incidents of social sharing. That would be like a like or a message, yeah. as opposed to um, eight hundred forty-nine billion billion on Facebook. Yeah. I can't do these numbers, Dave. I'm sorry. It's just far beyond. You know what? I, I read it in the exact same way you did. And you'd think we'd be used to this because we're used to seeing acquisitions in this industry. And <laughs> the numbers look a little bit like that. They've got that extra three zeros you don't quite expect to see there. Yeah. Uh, when the valuations go into the trillions, you know it's time to go back to the oceans, right? <laughs> 
I'm heading. I'm heading back to the back to the coast, the and deep into the ocean. The moment the valuations go into the trillions, <laughs> it's like money has no value. I'm out of here. Um, I'm going to be a fish again. It's just easier that way. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I think, and and a lot of this happens. I think these are interesting metrics, and he's probably fairly accurate. I mean, the 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 research done behind this. Um, you know, and, and knowing them will be due diligence, whether these, you know, whether the rates stay exactly the same or whatnot, the trend, yeah, he's probably about right in, in how the trend is going to carry forward. The numbers will be a little different because it'll go from, you know, whatever, 10 to, you know, whatever, up and down a little bit in, in how things move. But, um, I think the, the bigger question for me is, is this a case because we, we've all done this. We, everybody in, in, in our listening audience who has ever gone past grade eight has created fancy graphs to back an argument. We've all done it. And I don't care what argument you want to prove. Um, we can do this even with true statistics. Um, so what we're drawing from this or, or what when I see this graph, what you end up drawing is what well, Google Plus is, is going to beat Facebook. No, um, to me at least, this the evidence isn't in this um, document or in these graphs to tell me what actually happens. What I can see here is that on Google+, more people are going to click a plus one than are going to click a like. But as a marketer, what I'm actually interested in is what is the engagement after. So mm -hmm. when I like something on Facebook... Who engages on my wall? What's the conversations that are taking place? And I'm in Google+. Plus. You're in Google+. Plus. I'm on Facebook. You're on Facebook. When I like something on Facebook, the engagement sticks. I end up having conversations about it. When I plus one something, <laughs> I might once a month end up getting some comment on something. When I'm doing fundamentally the same kind of thing there, I definitely have a stronger engagement on Facebook, but the, the post um, sort of share engagement on Facebook far exceeds anything I've seen on Google+. Plus. Um, and so to that end, is this really the same thing? To me, not really. People know that the, the plus one is, is the plus one and it's easy to do and, and we all click it. But um, I, think, I think Facebook, from a marketing standpoint, that I would rather have half the number of shares and likes on Facebook that I get on Google Plus. For now, this may change between now and 2016. But the, what we're seeing in, in this article isn't answering the engagement question so much as the, it's easy to click this button, and, and so I will. Uh, there's another thing that, that has to be noted, and that's the effect of a, an action taken on uh, Facebook and an action taken on Google Plus. As a, as a search engine marketer, I value the action at Google Plus far more than I value the like at Facebook. Heck, yep. I even value plus one at Google Plus more than I value um, a share at Facebook. For a Although the share is amazingly valuable for a different reason. Mm -hmm. you know? yep. um, and it's hard to look at Facebook and Google Plus on the same plane because they're not the same animal. Um, they're, they're designed to do very different things. Again, one of the reasons we look at Google Plus as a social network is because it's set up as a social network and was originally marketed as a social network, but it's not. Um, it's That's not its purpose. Facebook is a social network and an advertising machine. Yeah. Google Plus is a let's figure out what the intent of everything is 
machine. Who you are and what your intentions are. That's what Google Plus is. It's about oh. identifying objects and individuals, where Facebook is about, you know, hanging out at the party. I, I think you bring up a great point, and more and more we're getting this in our head. And in fact, just last night, oh no, it was two nights ago, I was sitting watching Netflix, and it reminded me, hey, if you rate this thing you just watched, we'll get better at telling you what else you might like. Indeed. Hey, fair point. And so I, I rate the things I watch, and it's true. They do get better and better at deciding what I'd like. Well... If Google can get us conditioned to do the same thing but go, if you just tell us the stuff you like, we can predict across everything that is <laughs> what is going to be interesting to you. Um, not just what I want to watch, but what the world around me has and what science is happening and this and that. You know, If they know this data, if they can condition users to start using that, you're right. It's not that the post-engagement necessarily will, will have the same value, and your view of it, uh, I think at any rate, of these two things is completely separate. One is a social engine, one is uh, a sort of predictive search um, capability oh. that Google hasn't quite gotten into yet, but they're, they're obviously using it for that. The other thing we got to mention about Google Plus, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but the other thing we got to mention is it's also the keys to so many other facets of Google search. Uh, local, as an example. Oh, most definitely, most yes, definitely, I, I, and and uh, that's what it is: is it's a personalization engine of sorts, um, which of course has its own little issues that we might want to discuss when we're covering privacy, and we can rant on about that a little bit. But uh, yeah, it, it is interesting. But I think this article itself, in the context of what it was, is misleading in in the conclusions that it's drawing. Because it's not, and, and you brought up the exact reason why, oh, it's, it's not really a competition between the two because they're a, they're a different thing and a plus one is not the same as a like. They're just fundamentally different things. Although I, I do got to say, I see value in an article like this because the more SEOs talk about Google Plus and reckon Google Plus, try to figure out what this is and how it's best used the better understanding we can pass on to uh, clients, prospective clients, and just to the general public, which in turn makes the search marketing industry look better, not worse. Um, I'm on this big kick of making us look better, not worse these days. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got a lot of the latter kicking around. So, um, And you're right. I'm really glad this article was written. It's really useful information. And it led, as it turns out, and hopefully our listeners agree, to a very interesting conversation where, heck, I learned different takes on it for you. Hopefully uh, the reverse happened, and hopefully our mm -hmm. listeners uh, got some new information as well. Now... One of the one of the things that's that's important to think about when thinking about Google Plus and, and Facebook too, but but specifically about Google Plus is the changes that have been happening in and around the Google environment for like the last geez, you know, my brain wants to go back five or six years, but I think it's wise just to say last two or three years. Okay, okay. Um, the development of Google Plus, the mm -hmm. Uh, earliest implementations of uh, the Panda uh, algorithm, and then subsequent follow-up uh, a few uh, about a year later with the pan with the Penguin algorithm, mm -hmm. and then the uh, basically the the, the 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 new word from Google, which is yeah, screw the likes. It's all about. 
creating high-quality sites that users will want to use and share rather than create a site that people will want to link to. This is the word from Google. It's changed. Mm-hmm. It's changed fairly significantly. Over at Search Engine Roundtable today, uh, uh, just June 20th, uh, for people who aren't listening live, Barry Schwartz notes and then takes screenshots of the old webmaster guidelines and the new webmaster guidelines. Actually, there, there aren't actually webmaster guidelines anymore. There's now the Webmaster Academy. Um, it's all Harry Potterish. That makes me feel weird. There's now the Webmaster Academy. Um, so, the old way, in general, webmasters can improve the rank of their sites by increasing the number of high-quality sites that link to their pages. The new way, in general, webmasters can improve the rank of their site by creating high-quality sites that users will want to use and share. So, uh, where, do, where do you even begin with these two statements, eh? Well, um, you hit you, you hit a bunch, and I, I'm just going to interject because because I have there's another quote we can we can grab, and we're not going back far here. We're going to to SX. Um, so Matt cuts like two weeks ago. Um, uh, Mr. Danny Sullivan asks him, "Is that why you're not using Google Plus ones for rankings?" And Matt's response being, "Well, they're going to analyze whether it's useful, and they're not going to rule it out, but it's not something they're doing now." I'm mean, not paraphrasing, but that's that. So. It is. I mean, is it just me, or is it getting really, really difficult to figure out exactly what these people are saying? Because here they're saying, "Hey, build build good stuff. Don't worry about links. Just build stuff that people are going to want to share," um, implying there's more a social thing. And then at the other hand, going, "Yeah, we're not using plus ones. You know, we we're not saying we never will, but we're not right now." Okay, so. Where am I sharing this then? That's <laughs> that's going to is sharing a, like are are you pushing me to Facebook? Are you pushing me to Twitter? Are you like what is it that you're you're trying to do? Well, you know, I, you could share content by providing a link. Uh-huh. And, 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 links, and links are not unvaluable. Like don't 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 think links aren't valuable. Links are immensely valuable, but it's not about the links. It's about the content. That's what I think what Google's trying to say. If you make it totally about the links and you got, like, crap-ass content, well, you know what? Go get another job. You're not going to rank. That's what I think they're trying to say. I, I You know what? I, I'm going to Every time Google opens their mouth over the last two years about links, I roll my eyes and go, oh, just shut up. Um, <laughs> well, how do they weave their way out of the trap they walked themselves it's, into? Well, and that's, that's the thing they walked into. And it, it's funny because what you were just saying, I think that's spot on. And to me, they could really summarize it with we're getting better. For the quality of links you want to attract or that you want to build, let's just say build because everybody needs to build some because when you've got none, you're not ranking, yeah, so they're not you know, coming the there moment naturally. They say, the moment they come out and say build links and you get like everybody like who doesn't actually know how to code going out and becoming link builders. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I, I think, that. the angle they need to go at and go more with the to attract the quality of links that you that we're going to actually be assigning value, you need a valuable content and user experience for them. Um, and I think that's kind of what they're trying to say, while at the same time saying absolutely nothing. 
right? <laughs> and, and, and it hits the point where you are left sort of going, so you're telling me not to build links. Well, how do people find me? Well, you know, go and, and write some great content from all these popular people, but the popular people don't know me. So how do I get <laughs> right? Like when you're starting from scratch with a brand new site, what do you do? Well, don't build links. Well, I've got to build links because otherwise nobody's going to know I'm around. We'll go to social well, no, media, again, but nobody knows me. <laughs> but again, so, again, the links are important. Like Google will continue to follow links and will continue mm-hmm. to value or to assign some sort of value to one page over another and, and to the link leading from page A to page B. Google yeah. will not stop doing that. That's not going to stop. It's impossible for that to stop. It's truly impossible. Maybe 15 years from now when they've actually figured out what Google Plus is going to be when it grows up. But as of today, it's not possible. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. I, it's, it's not possible. I, I think you're completely right, and it is a... Good metric. And I think to know that it's not going to stop, all the only thing we have to look at is the amount of resources they are putting into perfecting it. Um, yes, yeah, I mean, just the Penguin rounds of like a month ago is teaching us more and more about what they want. But I think more of the signal I'm getting is you're putting so many resources into perfecting or as perfect as you can get right into into tweaking how you're measuring links you don't put that resource into something you're not going to be using for for at least a foreseeable future well and and again in theory the, at the at the base level page rank works it actually makes sense in theory you yeah. know there's this there's there's, you don't throw the baby out with the really dirty bathwater <laughs> um but then again you don't throw candy in front of guys like us and say, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, don't eat it. <laughs> you know? Eat it, eat it, eat it. Stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, exactly. On that, we have to we have to jump to break. We'll have about we'll have about fifteen minutes coming back. And I'm gonna throw something at you, Dave. I'm I haven't published this yet. I'm in the middle of writing it. I'm not sure where it's going. But I'm calling it an end to chaos in the SEO world. I'm pretty sure that the bounciness is over for a little while, but I, you know, I, I want to talk about it in a few minutes. But we can't do that until we take a break here on Webcology. So, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. We're going to end the chaos after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. 
We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link-building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Time now for another exciting episode of Pace of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the (laughs) Algo. That ruthless rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101. On demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web Culture here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 20th of June, 2013, and this is not another rant about where SEO is going, because another rant about where SEO is going would be kind of redundant, because any major changes affecting how SEOs practice have, for the most part, though, I think they've already happened. Google and Bing are going to continue to update their ranking algorithms, adding factors that will probably relate to two general themes, quality and speed, but I don't think they're going to make any major changes in the foreseeable future. As a matter of fact, if I think a rare period of stability is starting to show in the search marketing world after, what, two or three years of uh, what felt like constant upheaval. SEO firms have learned to adjust to and grow into the integrated digital market we serve today. And I want to talk about the industry's getting shaken out. What do you think? Um, I, I, don't think I don't think we're that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it depends, though. I mean, it really is going to depend on how you're looking at things um, and, and what kind of SEO firm um, you're running. Um, for yourself, I know, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, or you can go, I'd correct them, but I'm not going to make a comment because I don't want to give those kind of details. But I think if you're if you're an SEO that is focused right now mainly on the areas of content, um, content deployment, um, and you know you're working for clients that have a, a good solid number of of links and strength already, right? Where you're 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 working on sites that you just need to really keep this thing strong. Um, and I think you're you're spot on. You're you're going to notice very very little um, other than people who might have been pesky little mosquito uh, competitors dropping around you. Right. Um, whereas I think if you are more focused, if you're an SEO or a webmaster focused on um, smaller sites, you know, you're or, or you're building your own first one, or you know, you're 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 just trying to do it yourself. I think for those ones, um, we're still going to see the same kind of upheaval um, for for the next probably year or two um, that maybe, we've been seeing with these kind of shakeups. Well, maybe we're looking at it from two different. I'm looking at the words differently. When I when I talked about upheaval, 
I was thinking about how SEO has transited from, and and, and you have been around for a long time. We've seen yeah. we've seen four or five major changes in the course of our careers, in, in the way we practice SEO. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sure I've seen four or five unique major changes, and I yeah. and I think we're at the uh, tail end. And I emphasize the tail end of a major epoch change. The last one was the age of link building. And I think it died a serious and solid death in the last year. But it's taken a while for digital marketing firms, for for SEO firms, to adjust their practice. And so that period of adjustment is also very chaotic because a number of companies went out of business. Right, but that's over. I don't hear of people going out of business anymore. As a matter of fact, I hear of people building business now. We're hiring. I see that so much more than, oh my God, I need a new job. To me, that means there's a bit of stability. And this is totally unscientific. This is just me going on my gut. But two major shifts have happened that I think took a while to adjust to. But I, I feel that, you know, I know you guys have, and we have. And our peers, I believe, have adjusted to. One is, again, the, the end of link building as uh, the primary focus of so many SEO shops. The other is an end, or at least a diminishment of the importance of keyword ranking reporting. I'm not saying that that's over or that's dead, but that used to be the metric. And with, uh, you know, Google threatening... Um, uh, the API of many of the analytic companies, access to the Google API, if they scraped keyword data from Google search results, that's caused, you know, groups like Raven Tools to, to pull back on keyword reporting. Right. Um, and so that's limited the effect, and that's and non-referral and all that stuff, it's limited the effectiveness of keyword reporting anyway. So that's those are two big shifts the end of link building as the end-all, be-all practice, and the uh, diminishment of keyword reporting as a practical metric in replacing you know, with, tra- with traffic reporting instead. Um, I really don't see any major changes. Panda, they've that's part of the algorithm now. Penguin is, for all intents and purposes, part of the algorithm, though it, they may be staggering, you know, new subroutines into the algorithm as time goes forward. But for the most part, unless there's a major change in the types of devices people use to access the internet, I don't see any major changes coming from the search engines. I don't see why they would at this point. Well, you know, I I think you're right. I think you and I are viewing things uh, by definition. It's like we're almost having slightly skewed conversations. Because I I think to that end, uh, in, in what you're describing there, um, you're probably right that we have seen, yes, we're going to see the tremors continue on, um, but the, the, the sort of big thrust of what's going to be done um, is very clear. We know what the next couple updates are going to do for, for the next, you know, yeah, you're probably right, probably about the next year or two. Um, what I'm excited to see, and, and it's funny because you're right, it's probably been about four or five major changes that happen. Um, you know, over the last, say, decade of, of doing SEO. And, and then there's a period of stability. And, and then there'll be the period of stability. But what I find interesting, and, and 
I think you've probably seen the same thing, or it's at least what I've seen is it's during this period of stability, and it's almost unfortunate because it'll end as soon as we start to figure this out. <laughs> it's during this period that we now, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to say, you know, yep, we, we're done Penguin 2. You know, I think we've got a pretty good handle on on things. We know what's working. We know kind of where they're going to go with the next few updates. I won't pretend to have the algorithm in front of me. Nobody does, right? But And I'm not the SEO champion inside joke for our friends, but, um, you know, you, you can sort of figure out what they're going to do. So we know that. So all of a sudden, knowing this, knowing there's been this big shakeup, we know what it is. We know what Google's measuring and what they probably will be for, for the next little bit and, and what the algorithm will do. That means that right now, it's the tool developers who are tweaking what they're going to do. <laughs> it's us SEOs that are now starting to figure out, okay, I know I need to build those kind of links. I'm not going to pretend like I know how to build all the different kinds of links that I already have in my brain as the kinds that are going to work a year from now. Right? It's like I know what they look like. I know I'll know them when I see them. I need to now test a bunch of things and figure out how do I get those links that are going to still hold that. And, you know, I mean, that's that's what experience teaches you is I'm not going to be so arrogant as to think I have all the answers, but I know what I know I'll know it as soon as I see what it is. Um, at this point, because I've seen it happen enough. So this is almost the more exciting time, and I think where there's a lot more potential for damage if you, do, if you don't have some experience or you haven't learned from people who do. And, I mean, it, you know, I'm not saying you need a decade of experience. I'm saying you need to read up and listen to great radio shows and, you know, that sort of thing and, and sort of keep up on all these things and learn from the people who've been bit in the butt you know, and, 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 and done wrong things. Uh, and then the irony being, we'll just start to get a handle on it and, and we'll know what it is and we'll have it down to a formula where, you know, hey, okay, we, we know what we're doing. We know what all of them look like. We know how to deploy a good, solid strategy in Google. Google. Yeah, then, yeah, that plus one is a good idea. That's what keeps us employed. Absolutely. And that's what keeps us relevant. And that's what, you know, why you constantly have to, you know, keep up on happenings in the industry around the search engine tech. You have to keep up with uh, happenings in artificial intelligence at the universities to do this yeah. job and to, to have an inkling of where things are going in the future. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Either I'm going to propel off this limb like I would a diving board or I shall hang from it, one or the other. Um, remember how whenever there's like a change, uh, one of the first things you and I will say to our clients or say on the air is don't panic, chill yep. out, observe. <laughs> well, don't panic, but stop observing and start doing because we know what we got to do now. There's no question yes. about it. Now is the time to stop observing and to start doing, and lots of it. Create content. Create good site structure. Get involved in the social media. Get involved in the social media again. Keep at it. Be part of the conversation. Don't be a douchebag. Rinse, repeat as necessary. <laughs> Build more content. That's what you got to do. And if you're questioning it all, go back to that. Don't be a douchebag. Figure <laughs> out your strategies again. Um, no, I mean that's you know at the end of the day, if you can look at your strategy and go, hey, I'm fulfilling just this one requirement. I'm not being a douchebag. All right, <laughs> it's good marketing. You're yeah. probably going to do okay. You know, okay, yes, I'll trust you with your own social media and blogging then, because <laughs> you're just sticking to this one rule. It may not be the best thing, you know, on the planet. But at least okay, I know actually, you're not. I, I do want to. I do want to um, add a caveat to that rule. Then, okay. Okay. Don't be a douchebag on a very regular regular basis. 
<laughs> like you saw the McAfee video, didn't you? <laughs> no, man. I just, oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, I so badly want it. He's a freak. <laughs> oh, you just wait. He was just getting warmed up. Oh, um, seriously, how to remove it? And, now, he sold McAfee back in, like, 2001, right? So if you uh, flip on the company, that's his right. What the hell? He's yeah. a private citizen like the rest of us. Yeah, it is. As a warning to all of our listeners who may be like, what is this uh, McAfee video? Uh, it's a new one. It is uh, not safe for work. So I'm just going to uh, warn anybody who's like, hey, I'm going to watch this. That's great. Uh, it is It is not safe for work. So watch where you're watching it. Okay. <laughs> We're down to 90 seconds, and I didn't get to touch on SES, but I will. I will note... That you know, I, I met some guy who works for Corel at SES. Remember really? Corel, the guys who made like Word Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I used to live in Ottawa. They were located. They were, yeah, they were huge, weren't they? Yeah, that was it. They still exist. Huh. I didn't uh, even know they still existed. I'm going to interview him uh, for print, maybe for radio. I'm not sure, but I'm 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 really curious. What happens when you're the man and then you're not? You know what right. happens. Corporate culture. What do you think? How do you produce? What happens to your distribution lines? Uh, there's a whole whack load of questions I have for this guy. Um, and that's, I, sorry, I just thought of that because, um, oh, what the heck were we just talking about a second ago? I don't know. We were talking about SES. Oh, we were talking about meeting him there. Oh, yes. An old product that people don't really think about anymore, like Corel, um, but is on everybody's computer. I got McAfee. I got a, I got a brand new computer, and it's all sick with McAfee stuff. I can't get rid of it. Drive me crazy. Hey. Okay, on that, it's uh, five minutes to the hour. We have some news coming up on WebmasterRadio.fm. We also have Affiliate Marketing Insider coming up, and it's time to go. Da- uh, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You can reach Dave at Dave at Beanstalk SEO. I'm sorry, Beanstalk Inc.com. You reach me, Jim at digitalalwaysmedia.com. Till next week, good programming. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.